0: Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and I'm delighted to be joined by two guests this week, a client-agency pair. Brad Haranga is the chief brand officer in North America for General Mills, and David Adelman is head of Mindshare in Chicago. General Mills has been working with Mindshare since 2015 and counts the media agency as one of its few always-on partners. Over the past year, both have been working hand-in-hand to help General Mills adapt to shifts in consumer behavior during the pandemic, while bringing their shared view on purpose-driven brands and media to the forefront. The latter has been especially relevant for General Mills, which is based in Minneapolis, at the heart of the social justice movements in the U.S. last year. Hey, Brad. Hey, David. Thanks for joining us. Hi.
1: Hey, Allison. Thanks for having us.
0: So, I'm very lucky today because I get to have a client and an agency pair on my podcast. And we're going to dive into what that relationship is like um, and how, um, you know, agencies and clients are working together successfully. So, I guess to start, tell me about um, how you guys work together. And, Brad, maybe you can kick it off by telling me, like, how do you, Where do you rely on Mindshare as a media agency? And then, what do you sort of feel like you need to be have the expertise in house as, as a as a marketer?
1: Yeah, well, I first first say, Allison, it's unfortunate we have to do this remote because if we were doing it live, how Dave and I work together. Have you seen the Have you seen the dance routine in Kid and Play where they uh,
2: <laughs> no. where
1: they can, It's it's pretty sweet. So Dave and I usually do that to warm to warm up before any good any good media <laughs> client meeting. But today, since we're all in our own locations, we, we can't do that. I, I would say to answer your question, um, we, we first and foremost, like with any great partner, um, I think we, where we start is just at a shared sense of values. And, you know, one of the big things that we've talked a lot about at General Mills over the last couple of years, and especially during this year with the pandemic is, is really this belief that we have as a company that doing good is good for business. And so we've, you know, stated we, we, we are trying to be a force for good in the way that we show up. And so when we look for, partners or when partnerships work the best, it's when they have a, a similar shared purpose and vision of what they're trying to accomplish. That's just more than, than the business. And so I think, I think the, um, that the partnership um, for us, and, and we'll get into it, it, it starts there. And I think because we have that, those shared values, it, it's really powerful. Um, and what we look for in a great partner, obviously, um, you know, expertise and, and, and craftsmanship and all those things that, that we don't have um, internally at our company um but also we look for partners that are awesome to work with people that are i mean you know i think as we've all you know realized that life's too short to to make it painful so even if people are super skilled but they're not they're not awesome humans um it, it makes it harder to work and so i think we w- when we have good chemistry with partners it's it's really because they've got just amazing people um that we can match up with and, and then do fantastic work together
2: for sure
0: David, what about you? you what know, makes a good Brad just touched
2: person? on shared yeah. values, and, and I, I think that's absolutely critical right now, um, You know, pr- particularly in, in in the environment that we're in. We're getting very selective about the partners that we'll, that we'll pitch, for instance. Um, they're, they're, I think it's a real opportunity right now for businesses to step up. Um, so Brad talks about force for good. Mine sure talks about intentionality. Right, in the choices that we're making um as a media company. And but the, the idea is the same, which is how can we leverage our scale to drive better outcomes? Of course we have to drive growth um for, for you know for our clients, but 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 there's a there's a larger responsibility that companies have right now. Um and 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 it's really exciting to see how General Mills is embracing that and how mind sharing and WPP are embracing that as well. Um, as far as the day-to-day, I think that also comes down to that culture, right? There's a very fluid way that we work together. Um, you know, we've worked a lot over a couple of years, Brad, right, to optimize our structures and our processes, right? And it it feels very, very back and forth. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to know where ideas came from or who came up with them because we just keep building upon each other. hmm
0: yeah, and, and it's interesting because you guys have been working together since yeah, 2015, yeah. I believe. So you have, you've had some time to build the relationship, um, you know, learn how to work together. But I think, you know, reviews are so frequent in the space and a lot of the times, and I think it's because, you know, the CMO tenure is so short. You have one CMO in and then, you know, the next couple of years they're out and it's time for a new agency. So you almost don't have that like time to build that, um, that understanding and that relationship with each other, how, how has, um, having a more long-term relationship helped you guys? And, um, then we can talk a little bit about how that's changed over the past year, maybe with working from home.
2: Sure, you I, you know, you know, look, I think you got to keep it fresh. You know, we were talking earlier. It's like any relationship worth having takes work, and over a span of five or six years, so much has changed, right? So, um, you know, one of the things that we do is we intentionally inject a lot of provocation into the relationship. Right. So we're always bringing, you know, uh, new ideas and challenges uh, to General Mills because we have to, we have to really instigate change. We're both very big companies. And so how do we, how do we shock and jolt the system to drive change? One of the things that we do is this thing called Media Dystopia. Um, And it's, it's an annual event that we usually do at CES, but it's, it's, we really take a very, um, sideways view of, of, of current trends in the industry, um, and almost like the TV show Black Mirror, right? Take a take a trend in, in, in tech or society or culture, and extend it out to a dystopic extreme, um, and then use that as the basis for ideation. Um, and it's it's provocations like that that have driven a lot of really really interesting ideas and work together. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I, I like that. As David mentioned, you got know, to you got to you got to gotta continue, continue to evolve, and I think that's been the the key for me. Is we've got a great foundation built on. We mentioned you know shared values and trust, and you know aiming after a, a broader purpose. But but the other piece of it to me is like you you, you got to do you got to do great work together. The output has to be great. And I think to be able to do that, you have to have parties that are willing to change over time. It can't be static, especially obviously with technology and the media world. And so, to David's point, you know they 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 introduce that into their process with us a lot to bring us different thinking. And I and I I believe that every year we work together, we've made you know significant shifts to how we plan and how we execute our plans um, that continue to 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 make it a better consumer experience over time. And so, to me, that's that's awesome because we don't have you know we don't have a ton of always on um, you know agencies that, that we work with. You know, media and, and mindshare is, is one of the very few. And so it's really important in that strategic partnership that that we're able to you know take a, take take account of where we are all the time, and then and then make those adjustments. And David and his team have been awesome at doing that and, and providing stimulus for us to think about okay, what's next, and what do we how do we what what is the biggest challenge that we got to go figure out and solve together. And i I've, I've really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's interesting that. Mindshare is is one of your significant always on agency partnerships. Is that a conscious choice where you felt like you needed that for media and maybe not in some other areas, or is that just sort of how the relationship has evolved? Like, how do you think about your agency partnerships more broadly?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, look with 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 where the world is today, we we have lots of partners that we work with externally because you know we need we need the expertise and we need their 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 thinking and their ability to get to great get to ideas and creativity. So. Mindshare in particular and media in particular, I feel like is one where you know we invest, you know, we invest, you know, we have big brands that we invest behind and we need a partner that's that's there with us to to help us think through what's the best way for us to make those investments. And, you know, it used to be, I feel like we would, you know, do a planning session up front at the beginning of the year, we'd kick it off, we'd, you know, we'd, order, we'd, we'd put together our media plans and, and a little bit, we'd like, okay, we'll, 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 we're done until, you know, the, the next year. And now with so much iteration and so much changes and, you know, I know we'll probably talk a little about what what impact the pandemic had. Like we have to be constantly almost in some ways an Amoeba working together um, seamlessly. And so to me, there's really no doubt that um, we need, we need them to be an always on partner just because of how dynamic the space is and how quickly we need to make changes and shifts. And if this year taught us anything, it taught us that. And so I, I, am very, I feel very good about that part of the partnership we have other places where we have partners that I, I think are a little bit more, um, you know, they're specialists, and we we bring partners constantly to the plan. But it's my job to really create an environment where whether the partners there all the time or partners are are there more, you know, intermittently that 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 everyone can do the kind of create, get to the kind of creativity and work that we need for our marketing. And so that's what we're trying to accomplish. But for sure, um, for us, Mindshare is a you know, beyond a media partner, a strategic partner, and so it, it makes sense to me to have them there um, throughout the whole year.
2: Well, oh, you know what I was gonna say is look, this is increasingly, I think, the case with big portfolio companies, right? Is that that, that 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 the the media agency is actually the one partner that has visibility across the whole enterprise, right? And so that that puts us in an interesting position to be that strategic partner, right? Because, you know, you know, as Brad said, there's a lot of specialists, but but you know, we're we're visible across 20 active brands and and a bunch of different geographies. Right. So, you know, sort of with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So there's there's really interesting conversations that we can be a part of that extend beyond what you typically think of as what a media agency would do. You know, one of the things that we did recently, I think, is really um Fun was uh, you know, helping create content for uh for, for General Mills. So the work that we did with Nature Valley and Div digs, I think is 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 perhaps an unexpected piece of output from a media agency. Um, you know, it 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 looks and feels like creative product, but it was it was just born of a different process and and in a different way.
0: Yeah, I think you're seeing that a lot now, the crossover between, you know, what does a media agency do? Uh, how does that blend with creative? And and one other area, speaking of the pandemic and staying agile and and keeping up with all the different changes in the past year, is e-commerce huge for CPG, huge for media agencies? Um, talk about how you've navigated changes in in consumer behavior during the pandemic with e- with e-commerce shopping, and even streaming, other media habits. Um, Brad.
1: Yeah, I think I think clearly e-commerce and especially for an industry like CPGs and food um, massive changes in behavior this year. And so I would say the majority of our work just as a company has been setting ourselves up so we can, you know, deliver against those expectations with our customers um, and make that consumer at-home you know, eating experience like, as as remarkable as we can. And so it really from from a perspective of how I think about it, it's really changed a lot of how our ideas need to show up. And, you know, before I'd say like, you know, a lot of times we're running, you know, old school ways, thinking about broad campaigns, that we're going to build awareness, we're going to get people into the stores, and then the, the customers will take it from there. And we've obviously now had to think a lot more holistically about the whole experience from beginning to end. And media obviously plays a really critical role throughout that. And so a lot of the work that we've been doing with Mindshare is to really think up, you know, with more intention, intentionality around, okay, where, where are these moments along a consumer journey, along a shopper journey, um, that that we need to show up to add the most value? And then how do we make it as easy as possible for that person to be able to get whatever they're looking for? Um, and so in some ways, you know, we've, in, in the way my, my kind of like vision for this a little bit is to change our marketing into being more of a service-oriented thing. And we have a lot of brands at General Mills, you know, is you know, most people have them at home, like brands like Pillsbury and Betty Crocker and Old El Paso that are that are basically service brands for consumers because they have constant ideas around uh, how to make dinner tonight or, it, you know, you want you want to you want to do something quick and fast and fun with your kids. And so that is really more the essence of how we can be a service brand. And as we change to that mindset. Um, making things more convenient and easy and really matching up with the technology that people are expecting. I want to buy on my phone. I want to buy right now. I want to deliver to me in you know an hour. We have to match that level of, of, of what the consumer's demanding. And so certainly our media is taking that into account where we buy media, how we place media, making everything shoppable. That's always top of mind. Um, and I'm most excited because I think that's going to continue to evolve. And that's where Mindshare is, you know, and, and WPP as a whole has been like a great partner because they're helping us think through, you know, that conversion cycle, that consumer experience is looking different. So we have to show up differently. It can no longer be a static campaign media plan. It has to be much more dynamic and much more obviously digital and much more conversion oriented for, for companies like ours.
0: So David, talk about how um, this need is is changing the type of thinking that you bring to to General Mills and, and the types of media plans that you're helping them create.
2: So much change has occurred in, in, in the last year. We're seeing, across our CPG clients and and, and GMI, especially, you know, you know, big shifts in the way that we're investing dollars, right? You know, um, you know, you know, to support e-commerce and retail-based media, right? And, and as Brad said, that's, that's changing the way that we're creating strategy. It's also changing the people that we're working with within this organization, right? So if I'm honest, the way we used to do this is those processes kind of occurred sort of in separate camps, Right. And as Brad said, it's right that, you know, that the rapid change in consumer, mm-hmm. you know, you know, behavior is changing the way that we're working. Um, and, you know, as, as Brad said also, and I think this goes back to the sort of the how do you keep the relationship fresh? It's it's this idea of creating new capabilities. Right. And this is something that um, that that we do together. Right. One of the things that Brad and his team gives us is is space and permission. Right And an opportunity to build new things with them um, without expecting that it's all perfect right at the outset. So lots of experimentation, lots of growth. As Brad said, we're working very closely with BML, which is a you know another one of our WPP partners with very, very deep expertise in this space. But paid media is exploding right now in e-commerce, and so this is just a rapid, rapid growth area for my business.
0: Yeah. I mean, how big of a role do you see these new retail media networks playing and and what you guys work on together?
2: <laughs> uh, you know, we were just looking at the the growth rates the other day, um, Brad, and um, you know it's it's causing you know we got to figure out how to make this stuff work together and and align to what's the right mix and blend, right? Um, you know, of these investments to support that consumer experience, right? Um, the idea of providing services, Brad said, I think is really important, right? It's like how do I get these ideas, these meal solutions, out to consumers, right? And, and take the friction out of out of out of the transaction process for them. Right. So um I you know big changes in 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 what we're building together and how we're structuring and ideating it,
1: again. Yeah, I totally agree. And what one of the things that you, you know, kind of referring thinking back even Allison to your question on like how do you how do you build that into every day, your everyday that you're 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 evolving and you're thinking about, okay, consumers are changing, technology is changing is the other piece to this for me and why our partnership works is because um, there is that innovation mindset that we're, that we're bringing to it. And, and um, you know, uh, my, my initial kind of work that we did together with Mindshare was before I was in this job. So when they, when they came on to it, I was running um, a couple of our 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 brands, Totino's um, was one of them. And Totino's back in the the time I was running it very much a, a frozen food, after school snack, you know, it was, you know, great for moms who wanted a, a quick convenient meal for their kids. And if you read that brief, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> and so we um, we were we were trying to change it up and we knew we needed to. And where we were getting a lot of energy with that brand was like, hey, there's there's, you know, older you know people who are kind of on their own for the first time. They love Totino's are still on a budget, um, but they where it was landing in the center of culture was was much different. It was it was much more absurd and irreverent as, as a brand. And so we were exploring that in a very kind of low-key kind of small way. And one of the cultural streams that was really popular with people who eat Totino's uh, it was um, was pot culture. And so there was a big, you know, this is back in the time where, where cities were just legalizing marijuana for the first time and Denver and Colorado was being one of those, you know, one of the states that was going forward. And so we had an idea of like, Hey, what if we, what if we do a camp kind of a campaign around 420 for this? and And this is coming from a you know conservative kind of blue chip company, right like you, this is not the kind of marketing that we do, and the only way <clears throat> that we got comfortable with doing that and really and doing it really well was in partnership with with the Mindshare team because we wanted to make it very targeted we wanted to make it you know we always want to do the right thing, but for our consumers, this was the right thing, and so we showed up around denver um around <laughs> around four twenty in a way that um really you know brought this idea to life um, through outdoor and through radio that was like super targeted to this consumer base. And it really was an awesome, amazing activation. It was pulled together like in a couple weeks and the, um, for us, you know, as a company that doesn't do that kind of, that kind of marketing and advertising, um, not only did it have amazing in-market results for us, I think we in that market over the course of that month, we raised, uh, you know, sales by 20%. It also allowed us to, I think, be recognized as a company that was willing to take some more creative risks, And um, I believe we won, we won a number of, of, you know, awards externally, like for outdoor media um, that we never, (laughs) never would have even been in consideration from. And so that to me gave me a lot of confidence in terms of like, Hey, this is a partner that they want to innovate. We trust them, but not only, not only that, like conceptually do we align, they can execute in a way that we need to so that we can have excellent marketing and do it in a way that's right. And so that, um, that was a really great David used in in this, a Spider-Man line. So we'll just take this real comic booky. That was a great origin story for how we uh, how we started our relationship. At least my personal relationship with MindShare.
2: Really, what that really was as a great origin story because it was the template, Brad, for what you did with your organization when. You know, when you when you took over general leadership of the brand experience group, right, um, was to was to do more work like that. And Brad gives us a lot of credit, but but the internal marketing team on the BX group, right, is is so good at pulling things together across the organization and doing all of the things that that really make the consumer experience sing. And I think that's the nature of the the interaction and the the process that we've created. Is it's not just sort of, you know, connecting, you know, at these different sort of distinct points in the strategy process, but it's all the way through to activation and connecting all of the channels, including the own channels that you guys control.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Sounds like a really cool campaign. Um, so another area of focus that I know is big for both of you is purpose. Um, General Mills is based in Minneapolis, where the Black Lives Matter movement sort of came to... Came to life again last summer uh george floyd you know we're all familiar with the social justice movements of the past year that sort of originated in that city um and mindshare has has been uh doing its own purpose-driven initiatives with your inclusive private marketplace for minority-owned media talk about um purpose and how how you guys align on that and you know how that why that is so key um, for you, Brad, in, in, in a media agency partner.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, <clears throat> sorry, we, 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 General Mills has a has a made commitments externally that I think are really important as a starting place. You know, around hunger, around the planet, sustainability, and then around communities and how you know we we help within communities. It can be very broad, but work that we need that we need to do as a big company that that can help all the communities that we're you know we we're, we're a part of. And obviously, Minneapolis being one of the biggest and most important communities, given that you know we're headquartered here. So, you know, when 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 George Floyd was murdered last summer, um, you know, it was obviously a, a huge emotional and you know psychological toll on 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 the Black community, on our com- on every community really that was in, that was around this. And so, a lot of our brands, um, you know, as they thought about our mission, were trying to figure out like what can they do, how should they show up. And this is at a time, obviously, that you're, you know, as a brand, you're walking, you're, you're, you're putting your toe in, you know, very difficult waters to know how, to, how what's the right thing to do. And so we had a pretty, you know, a pretty stringent, um, you know, process of like what brands need to do if they want to show up um, around around the Black Lives Movement, because um, the 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 need here was like it was was so important, and 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 yet we wanted to do it in the right way. And while some brands, you know, and that what that meant for us is like, you have to have a purpose that aligns to it. You have to be willing to act, not just say something, and you have to be able to create value uh, in the way you do it. And I think when you put that, that to me, those are things that are actually marketing principles I believe in all the time, but specifically for this, it was really, really important. And so I think that um, as we, um, as we got into those parameters, one of the brands that really existed from the top was, um, was Gushers, which is a fruit snack brand that we have. And interestingly, their purpose is all about, you know, celebrating people who are unique and celebrating diversity and what makes you different makes you great. And so um, that piece of it, plus the fact that from a consumer perspective, they sell more gushers um, to the proportion of the black audience is larger than any other brand at General Mills. And you couple the fact with their, their partnerships they've done have been predominantly black over the last, you know, five years. They were like, we have to act. We have to do something. And so the, one of the areas of opportunity that they saw because their audience is predominantly teen and, and young adult was um, and where they saw an opportunity to step in was there a lot of a lot of creators um, on, on platforms like TikTok and others have their their videos and their, their content is more suppressed um, in terms of like they can't get their content out as easily. And so they decided as a team, we're going to elevate four young black creators on TikTok and take their videos and turn them into tools for change. And they would then know that we were able to bring in another partner, an NAACP, the Youth and College Foundation, to come in and partner with us so that we could actually donate money to those folks as, as consumers engaged with them and gave them more money to be able to get more amplification, to be able to get more followers, to be able to increase their social influence. And that, to me, is taking action behind something in a really meaningful way that's really changed the, the lives of those creators, expanded it, and allowed us to like, really continue to like figure out how do we give a platform for people who are, are being underrepresented or suppressed in a totally unique action-oriented way. Um, and obviously Mindshare was a huge part of that partnership for us to you know work with our media partners, for us to figure out how to execute that, um, for us to think about it differently. And in fact, last week, you know, after um, the Derek Chauvin, you know, um, verdict was announced, you know, our brand was able to, you know, we got, there was actually consumers again coming out saying, asking, what have you done? What have you done? And our brand was, you know, very, very, I think strongly able to stand up like, here's the, the results that we have that are action behind it. And here's the progress we're making. And it's not works, not done. But to me, that is a brand being a force for good in a way that's really important for that brand and for that consumer and taking action behind it and not just talking and not just saying, hey, we, we believe this, but actually doing behind it. And so it's a really it's, it's not a it's not a it, you know, it's not an example that 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 is like out there all the time, but it's an it's a it's a really important one. I think, um, as we as we look at how do you how do brands play these types of important roles
2: within within society? Well, I, I was just going to talk about that. It, it was just another thing that we were thinking of that informed on the work was this notion of algorithmic bias. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the, the the private marketplace that that we created um, to drive uh, to drive attention and economic support to, to black creators and, and minority creators and, and, and publishers. Um, and, and this this is a big issue. Um, you know, there that are structures and um, and systems within the industry that sort of systemically um, and, and, and and perhaps unintentionally um, um, sort of collude to marginalized creators um, you know you know, uh, you know, um, and and so this is the idea of force for good or intentionality is really interesting here. It's like, how do we leverage our scale to drive a positive out- outcome? Those four creators that we supported, um, we more than doubled their follower counts and we drove 8 million uh, views to their videos so that they're showing up more often on the For You pages, right? And so this, you know, this idea that 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 we can start to engage in this dialogue, right, but also support specific creators and publishers is really important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, Mindshare is part of Group M and Group M just put out this new responsible investment framework for the upfront this year, which is coming up quick. Um, How are you thinking about your upfront investments um, as general mills and, and spending more with minority owned media?
2: Look, Supporting minority owned and also minority targeted media is really important. Right, um, and so we were just looking at, at at some data the other day um and i i think there's there's more work to be done in this area. General Hills does a pretty good job in this space, but um you know there there's certainly more that we can do i you know I think it's about making sure that um you know that that we're we're playing our role to support these. Uh, these businesses, uh, but also to demonstrate an appropriate way, right? That, that, that we're serving these audiences.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, you know, there's, this goes back to being, doing good is good for business. Like there is a, there's the, I think the need for us to support uh, businesses and partners and media in the way that David just described. And then for us also like to grow our business. I mean, the the consumers, as we all know, like within the United States, are, there's just more diversity that's out there, and more needs to be met. And I think for us, if we're you know if we don't change and we're not more 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 modern in how we approach that and where we buy media, where we create who we create content with, how we how we partner, um, it it does a massive disservice to our business too. And so it it for me, it's it's both of these things. Like we are diversifying how we think about who we partner with, how we how we build culture, how we connect with people. There's, a, there's an interesting stat that I that I that I sometimes share which we share internally which is how we build our equity partnerships um, and these are partnerships that span the gamut of you know LeBron James to Serena Williams to um, you know influencers to um, you know artists like little Yachty that we work with on our brands the, the last year you know 95 percent of those partners that we worked with from that team um, were were multicultural in nature because that's who's creating culture in our country and so for our brands like, we have to partner with people that are creating culture because we want to stay top of mind and relevant and and do in the right way and so we th- that's where i that's where i feel like um we're heading down that path because that's where we we, we need to go society in a society way but we also have to down that path because that's what we need to do to grow um and i think those things work really well together
0: yeah yeah i mean the demographic of the united states is changing and if you want to stay relevant you got to keep up and um Another thing that's changing is the future of the workplace. Um, The client and agency relationship has typically been very office meeting driven. You know, you get together, you talk about ideas, you draw on a whiteboard. Um, How do you guys see after this year that evolving in terms of what stays remote Um, You know, there's all these trends of distributed talent. People are hiring people that don't necessarily live in your headquarters. How do you see that changing the way that you guys work together? I'll throw this one to David first.
2: I actually went to the office last week for the first time in a year. Um, And uh, the the facilities manager came and visited me because he was so lonely. Um, But it's, you know, I think we've all gotten used to this. This working together uh, thing over over Teams and over Zoom and and, and stuff and I, I, I'm amazed at how much progress we made so fast um, to figure out how to do it and everyone did that um, but I, I, I think the next phase is going to be really different and really weird as we as we migrate back to what will necessarily be a more hybrid experience. Right. If there's one thing that we know now is our employees are are going to demand, um, you know, more flexibility, uh, more opportunity to work remote, even at the same time as I think many of us want to get back into the office. I think a lot about the young people that are just starting out in the industry, um, and 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 how, how how do you learn the craft, right? And and you know, and I, I want I want them to have and experience that mentorship. That 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 you you can only experience I think in person um, and at an office, but you got at that other point, um, which was I think really interesting, which is the idea that the talent marketplace is now wide open. Um, and you know, so we've done a really good job I think through the pandemic, better than ever, of leveraging talent across our North American network and and uh, on General Mills right? Um, much more so than we did before where we were more of an office based kind of structure. Um, and I think that that's another, um, that's another opportunity for us, right? You know, Brad, you know, the idea that you could source talent, you know, for general mills, you know, you know, outside of Minneapolis is, is, is really interesting as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think everything that David just said resonates with me too. I think, um, you know, in the business of creativity like we're in, <clears throat> it's a little bit trickier, I think, to be able to just, you know, move to a, a remote model only. Um, but obviously, we've had a year plus of training of working remotely. So I think we can add that into our arsenal about ways that we can work in the future. But I think getting the right balance of what needs to be in person versus what can, what can we do in this format is something, as you know, David said, that we're, that we're thinking a lot about. Because I know, as a creative person, for me, like I I, 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 am hungry for collaboration and for and for doing things together and having the conversations and building and challenging in, in rooms where really great ideas are made when you can see people and interact that way. That said, these tools and how we can interact and even have this conversation and see each other in real time and be able to know what to do and react is pretty awesome. So I think the challenge is going to be like putting those things together in the right in the right way, and then. Be really clear. I think it's going to take a little bit of communication, like how are we really clear with our teams on <clears throat> when we expect people to be physically present and when it's okay not to be. And um, and I think it's going to just take some work to figure that out. But I think getting to that right balance, you know, my hope is that it, it leads to more productive work, but also more productive lives outside of work um, to give people the flexibility. I mean, I've seen people working from all over the place, which is, which is really cool. And sometimes very, very makes me very jealous when I look at the background. Like, is that the <laughs> palm tree behind you? But I do feel like it's a it's a good way to kind of to, to give people that kind of lifestyle benefit as long as we can keep the lines of work and personal life from blurring together too much, which can which can is, you know, is the dark side, I think, of working like this.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a balance. It'll be interesting to see how that balance is uh is is approached. Um, but. Um so one thing that's sort of been the cornerstone of the the agency brand relationship which we alluded to a little bit before is pitching. Um is pitching still valuable? <laughs> I mean it's so much work for the agency, uh it's a lot of work for the brand. What's the value in in doing that and do you see that changing?
1: I you know, I think like you know, like you mentioned before, we've been with we've been with Mindshare for 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 many years now. And so to me when you have partners that are evolving and continuing to challenge the work and really challenge the process and make sure that we're all getting better. Um, and we're all performing then, you know, then that's, you know, you're in a great, you're in a great spot. I do think there's times where you need to also as a, as a client understand what capabilities are, who the people are that you are going to be signing up to work with and and to understand, um, can you accomplish your goals by doing it together? And that's when, you know, maybe pitching sounds a little bit old school, but the idea of, understanding that work in a little more depth is important um it's kind of like i you know for these long-standing relationships are you going to just jump into marriage without even having gone on a couple of dates before or probably not and, and i'll it's probably a terrible analogy but like i think you're going to have to kind of feel each other out a bit and and both for the agency too i feel like they need to understand like what they're stepping into and if they want to say yes to that work or if they if that's not something they want to put their their talent their resources again so i i personally think there's a there's appropriate balance to it on, on the other hand I, I don't feel like you want to be jumping in and having these conversations all the time and requiring that because that's, that there's a lot of waste in that. Um, so to me there's there's a there's a role for it selectively when you when when both parties need to see is this is this is this work going to be productive for us to do. Uh
2: yeah thanks. Look Alison you mentioned just the idea just the, how much work and time goes into this process, you know, and and I think look I agree uh, pitching is important, especially when you 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 want to take a look at you, know, you you don't know what you don't know. Right. To, to find out what's out there. So I completely respect the importance of pitching. I, I, I think it's done wrong sometimes. And I, I I think there's probably a better, faster way to do it. Indeed, we're, we're starting to see much faster moving pitches, even from, you know, from, from very big companies. And I, I, I think that's welcome um you know the key thing you want to you know is right you know does this team have the ideas and the and the talent that that we need to grow and and do we want to work with them right and if you focus on i think those important questions you can you can get to i think the same or a, a better answer much quicker
0: mm. yeah and i think you know on the topic of, of pitching in the relationship, like I think a lot of, a lot of time spent talking about how agencies can be good partners, but there's also a, a component of clients needing to be good partners too. Right. So Brad, how, what advice do you have for, for your marketer peers? How do you be a good client to your agency?
1: Oh, is this the, is this the point of the conversation where David's going to give me feedback for people to hear? Yeah. Is this that,
0: is your performance. This is exciting. Gift.
1: Perfect. Feedback, is a, gift. feedback <laughs> is a gift. David, remember that I think that way. Um, yeah, I uh, so so I, the thing about it is, and and I, even the idea of like agency and client, like that language to me, I think is a little bit, a little bit dated. Like I I do like talking about the way we think about you know our, you know our partnership with Mindshare as like partners, because to me that that elevates the that elevates the relationship and makes that a little bit of a of a that there's benefit in it for both. And so that's one thing for me is is thinking about how would you treat a partner, how do you what do you, you know how do you get the most out of a partner and vice versa. So that's part of it i also think like the you know the reality for for me is for and for our teams is you you have to you have to create um strong relationships and you have to build you have to build relationships of trust to 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 have anything be grayed out because i mentioned the idea of like the conceptual idea of like an amoeba for me like these teams need to work together cohesively now people have to have their roles and there's deliverables for each person on the team to be able to go in and achieve them but i i, I think it's really Key that that you know you come together and you think of yourselves as a team. And so, my encouragement to our marketers is to really think about it that way. We know we don't have, you know, we just we can't afford, it, nor do we have all the skills that we need to create a kick-ass, remarkable experience for our consumers from start to finish. Like we need help, and we need expertise, and we need to, We and that's where partners can come in and really do that really beautifully. And so, I think there's some pretty standard things, but to me, if we're kind of all shooting for that experience for the consumer as a kind of north star then it, it, you know, we, what we're trying to do is, is on our teams is really be a good partner and then also orchestrate that experience at the right time so that um, there's so many different elements of marketing now that the partners know when they can come in and when they, can, when they can take their piece and just lead it and go deliver it. And it's part of that seamless plan. And so that's, that's kind of new evolution over the last couple of years that we've been really trying to get to. Um, but to me, I think being a part of that, whether you're on the, on the, you know, the business side or if you're on the agency side, that's exciting to be, to work like that versus like, Hey, here's a brief. Now I'll go do it. And then I'll check on your work. Like that to me is not a, not a, not a productive and not a good way to work.
0: Mm. So more of an extension of the team.
1: Totally. And, and I think it's easier. It's easier when we have a relationship with, um with, with my, with a partner like MindShare that's always on that we're working with together. And we have years of, of, you know, Dave and I, our teams can have very candid conversations because I do, I do think, in the, in, and this is a pervasive thing in the Midwest and both, our, you know, where David's located and I are, are in the Midwest, it's it's easy to get um, a little bit indirect in how you give feedback and how you have conversations where it's uncomfortable. And I think getting our people to be more comfortable with that is really also a big opportunity for, you know, where we're located in from a geography perspective. So I think that's an important kind of piece to this too. Um, and it's e- it's a little easier when you know the people and you have a relationship to be able to to have those hard
2: conversations. Yeah, too, Minnesota nice right. is a real yeah. thing.
0: Well, we'll have to get you guys to New York. We'll <laughs> tell you
2: how. it is. Um, if I could just weigh in on that, I, That's, it, yeah. it, it is a real thing. Yeah, Minnesota actually, nice yeah. is a real thing. And so you have to um, sometimes press for the, the subtext um, behind the, the, the feedback, or or actually go back after the meeting and find out what really happened, um, and 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 that's just about knowing each other really well. I, I Brad, um, I the other thing I would say is is that we General Mills, I think, understands that 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 we are in cahoots together to attract the best talent to work on this business, right? And um, and, and the, the kind of client that our talent is attracted to is the kind of client that's that's clear in their briefs and that's fair in their feedback, um, um, but also helps us, right, you know, helps us get great work across the finish line, right? Um, and, and, you know, the Gusher's work is, is an example of work that you can be really proud of. You can say, I, I was part of that. Right. And and so just this this idea, uh, you know, our, our our team mantra for, for the GMI team at, at MindShare is we want to be the team that does the best work. We want to be the team uh, that everyone wants to work on and we want to be the team that has the most fun. Right. And 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 and, and general bills is enables that to happen. Right. Which and so you get into this really, really positive sort of cycle where, you know, if if, if if you're doing the best work, if you're having the most fun, you know, it's like everyone does want to work on that business. And that just makes us all more successful.
1: Yeah, super true.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: I think we can leave it on that positive note. Thank you guys both for, for joining me today. Well,
1: <laughs> Thank you, Alison. Thanks for having us, Alison. appreciate the time and, and the questions.
0: That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for tuning in to Campaign Chemistry, and we'll see you next time.